This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Stepping on board the IS-9 is nothing if not a roll of the dice. So, if you're going to take that chance, at least have some really gorgeous, high-quality, unique RPG dice to roll with. Fan Roll by Metallic Dice Games have classic metallic dice sets, but also gemstones, acrylic, liquid core, and even a glow-in-the-dark option that's super cool and super handy when you can't find any night vision goggles. So many colors, materials, and designs to choose from. Plus, listeners to this show get 10% off your order. I'm guessing as a sort of consolation prize for listening to this show. Just use the code OZ9 at checkout. Get dice that are as unique as you and your character. Go now to fanrolldice.com and choose your dice, Space Monkeys, and get 10% off with code OZ9 at checkout. It's been a rough year for Earth. Shortages are beginning to hit folks hard. The polyester supply has completely dried up, and there's been no more Naga hide since the last ill-tempered, leathery little Naga turned its mottled hooves skyward and called it a day. People are rationing twiglets and packets of raspberry lime jello, and the last loaf of pumpernickel bread, smoky, dark, and with questionable intentions, went for an undisclosed amount at Sotheby's before its new owner was beset by a rampaging crowd armed with pickled herring. Neither he nor his loaf were seen again. It turns out, sending your most dependable consumers into space affects demand all the way down the chain. Factories were closing everywhere, goods were scarce, and morale was low. Even the death of Karen, struck by a bucket right in the middle of demanding to see someone's manager, failed to raise more than a modest round of applause. And what I have here is sugar beet. Now do I look like the kind of woman who wants sugar beet on the walls of her she shed? I don't think so. And now, Carlos, it is time for me to talk to your manager. Ow! Hostilities are rising as goods grow scarce and no one is safe. Glenda, annoyed by demands for payment for her sister's ship and the legion of former colleagues sent to her door to retrieve the money, has gone to Gated Galaxy's headquarters to find something she can use for leverage. No, we can't keep Southers forever. I mean, we had a lovely time baking buttermilk biscuits, and his mother's recipe is to die for. But this basement is bad for my lungs, and sooner or later, someone's gonna figure out we've got him. Look, the world is on fire. No one cares about our Kentucky Fried has-been. So why don't we just let him go? Or, <laughs> let him go, if you catch my meaning. Not just yet. I may need him to translate what I bring back from G2HQ. So, shut up, take some cough medicine, and keep an eye on Southers. Got it? Yeah, boss. Oh, and Buck. Yeah, boss. Save me a biscuit. No, two. Three! Oh, uh, you got it. Southers, 
Apron's on. Not until you get me more goddamn baking powder. This here tin is stale. I told you, it's fine. It was sealed. Mother of mercy, preserve me from idiots and fools. And you'd better get started because there's a lot of them. What the green and grassy side of hell is this? Christmas lights? Television? A bed? What the hell is going on here? Welcome to Gated Galaxies. My name's Donna. Can I help you? What's all this? I thought G2 was defunct. Do you know? I was sort of thinking that too, as I'm the only employee that showed up since the launch. But I got my paycheck two days ago, being on time, so I just keep working away. Why is there a bed here? And a microwave on the reception desk? Oh, I just sort of moved in. Gas shortages and rampaging mobs meant my commute was taking up to three hours. And I only live about four miles away, you see. I tried biking for a while, but slaloming through mindless hearts bent on destruction was just so slow, don't you know? So I grabbed my cats and moved in. What do you do, exactly? Filing, mostly. This place is nutty for just filing things willy-nilly. The basement toilet, for one, was a popular receptacle for documents. Donna, is it? Mm-hmm. And you are? Does it matter? Are we bonding here? Hm. Well, you'll have to sign the official register. You're not serious. And I'll need to see some identification. Do you have an appointment? An appointment? What are you talking about? With who? Whom? Oh, don't start with me. You have no idea who I am. I will, as soon as you hand over your identification. Fine. Here. Glinda James. Hang on just a parts and salted nut roll. Why is that name familiar? It isn't. I'll take that back now. Thank you. Oh, it'll come to me, likely in the middle of the night, and I'll shout it out and startle my cats. And if you could just sign the register, please. Just there. Hang on. I'll find you a pen. Never mind. I brought my own. Actually, G2 prefers black or blue ink. But you go right ahead. I'm sure it'll be fine. And the ink from that soggy marker of yours won't soak through to the other side and... oh. Looky there, it did. Might have could have waited for me to find a ballpoint in an approved color, but I'm sure you have more important things to do. Oh, since it's leaking, why don't I just throw it away right now? Don't you get nervous in this big building all alone? All those empty desks. It's so quiet. I did it first, sure, but now I kind of like it. I spent a lot of time gardening. Gardening? Where? Oh, there were so many plants all over the building. I brought them all together and dumped the potting soil in a raised bed I made out of a whole bunch of bookshelves lined with garbage bags. I've got a nice crop of potatoes going. And I found some seeds in the underground lab. Not sure what they're going to be, but they're growing really fast. I just laid a match under the fire detector in the room and it brings the sprinklers on real nice. You're mad. Nothing wrong with the homey workplace, I always say. Hey, if you've got a little time, I could use some help moving the jacuzzi from Mr. Souther's office. I think it'll make a really nice koi pond. If I help you with your, uh, koi pond, will you let me poke around a little bit? Oh, sure. 
Maybe you can help me put some of the shredded stuff back together. Takes ages. Doesn't file real well either. Too many edges. I'd be delighted to help. This episode is brought to you by Shaker and Spoon. Captain's Log, Stardate. I don't know, there's like 140 stars within a mile of me, so we're going to skip that bit. We received a package today from a company called Shaker and Spoon, and Colin and Jesse are already face deep in the box. It has three recipes for creating cocktails, plus all the ingredients you need, minus the alcohol. As someone who's been gargling swamp hooch for the last how many forevers I've been up here, wow. We got the vodka brunch box. Each recipe makes four servings, and we've already had the blood and sage and the slow rush. So easy to make, even Greg the Zebra was tending bar, and the results were magnificent. If you're foolish enough to listen to this show, we've got an actual smart thing for you to do. $20 off any linked subscription if you go to shakerandspoon.com oz9. Get a box delivered to your airlock each month and $20 off your subscription at shakerandspoon.com slash OZ number nine. Enjoy, Space Monkeys. Captain out. Back on the ship, everyone is trying to wrap their heads around the return of Joe. Especially Dr. Von Habesetzer, who, until recently, was Joe. This is most mysterious. Here I am, standing here. You can see me, can you not, friend Leet? I see two of you. Yes, that is not exactly what I am asking, but I suppose it answers my question. Why is our impossible friend Joseph mopping the lab? That's sort of what he does. He mops. And scares people. He used to mop all the time. And scare people. Yes, my boy. I am well aware of what Joe used to do. I am asking what he is doing now. Mostly, I am asking why he is... Yes, why he is. That is what I am needing to know. Doc, anything to share here? Mine captain, I am as in the dock as you are. Oh, quite literally, it would seem. What's going on? Whoa! Oh, right! Now that is truly weird. Does it hurt? Does what hurt? What is that flashing? My god, it's bright. That's incredible. Colin, I want you to do something very difficult, all right? What? Open your mouth without saying anything. <gasps> I knew Mon it. Dieu. Wow, Colin, that's amazing. What? What did I do? You opened your mouth without saying anything. That is coming from Colin, isn't it? You're a torch. What? You are a little glowworm. Ha! Could everyone tell me why they're staring at me? How do you know we are staring? Mm-hmm. He can see in the dark, remember? Olivia, could we possibly get some lights on that aren't coming from what I'm really hoping is Colin's mouth? What? No can do for the moment. The explosion is short-circuiting areas all over the ship. Are we still moving? We are, yeah, but we're totally flying blind at the moment. Not that that's anything new. Oh, and the pods still have power. Not that anyone's asking. Eh, uh, what about Cal? Crap. Hang on, patting them through. And, uh, that's why uh, most animals with good night vision cannot, uh, see color. Cassius actually have eyes bigger than their brains and can see in complete darkness, though they then try to eat the prey with their feet. Joke there. Nope, nope, nope. Get them back, damn it! I didn't know that about Tarsiers. Hello? Is Carol going to go poof poof? Hey, uh, greetings, crew. Did you manage to catch my little joke about the Tarsiers? <laughs> Do you both mind? I'm trying to captain here. Trying is a generous way of putting it. Ow! What is this for? Jesse, please deliver it for me. 
<laughs> Very well, mon capitaine. Uh, other head, Emily, what's the status on Cal after the explosion? Now that's uh, actually a very interesting uh, question. It's too early in the episode for a cliffhanger, 778. Got an answer for us? She's right. It is. Ow! Caught in Heidelberg! What was that? Eh, uh, pardon. Cal's screens have gone dark. We don't know if the countdown has stopped, or we just can't see the clock. That was unwise. Mon dieu! Ouch! Is there no other way to tell if the countdown continues? No ticking or beeping? Nothing? Afraid not. Cal's a scandak, like the uh, ship. Get it? Scandak? Ow! You have very fast reflexes for such a big person, don't you? I used to be a ball retriever at Wimbledon. What? Why does that require fast reflexes? No, it doesn't. I just thought of it. Late? Shut up. If you would. Colin, would you for crying out loud stop flapping your gab? The flashing has given me a headache. What are you talking about? Can you not see it? It's literally right under your nose. Just some random flashing is all. Where is that coming from? Shut up. If I may. Jesus! Jesus. Good to know some things never change. Ow! 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 <laughs> This is not fair. That mop is disgusting. Congratulations. I'm pretty sure you're now technically a cannibal. Uh, mon dieu. Where is Mademoiselle Jesse Hadine? Pro tip. She smells like haggis and a wet sheep. Shut up. We need to figure out if Cal is going to blow, and if so, how soon. So if you could all shut the hell up for five glorious idiot-free minutes, I could maybe get an answer. Won't be idiot-free with you in it. Ha-ha! Once was stupid. Twice is suicidal. Oh, mon dieu! I'm merely following the orders. Hang on. You're the 6748's assassin. Oui. That makes you technically under my command. Oh, uh... It does. It does! From now on, mate, you're going to do as I tell you. And if I don't, what can you possibly do to me, huh? Oh, I'm sure I'll figure out something. Don't you worry. There are penalties for insubordination. Don't you tell me about your insubordination. Uh, blah, 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 blah. We are no longer on the 6748, so you have no authority over moi. Actually, I believe she does. G2's rules of conduct clearly states that as long as you're on a G2 ship, any G2 ship... You have memorized the G2 conduct code. It's less than a page long. That's hardly surprising. Frankly, I'm more astonished anyone at G2 can spell conduct. True. This is very interesting, you see, as the only code of conduct in the laboratories was if you were going to blow up the place, you had to give at least five minutes warning. That's how you define very interesting, then, is it? I suspect you are not a woman of science, former Captain Jesse. Hello, crew. Oi, easy on the former there, mate. And if by science you mean periodically blowing people up, then no, I guess I'm not. Perhaps we shall hail the 6748 and verify this, hmm? Hang on. You know about my ship. 
Olivia? Yes, Madly? Before I go rogue and flip every awake person on this ship out the smallest, not intended for humans airlock. Still hear the air quotes! Could you take me to Cal's room? With pleasure. Mind if I guess this section of corridor on the way out? I've been holding back a durian, limburger, and turpentine mixture that would knock a cement gargoyle on its arse. That's one of the aromatherapy options? It is, actually. I think it'll be right therapeutic. For you, anyway. Make it so. Ah, that moment almost made up for me having to do this stupid job. Almost. Wait, let's enjoy it a moment more. Oh, glorious. I think I'm going to make that my new ringtone. Hang on a sec. Ah, right. Okay, where were we? Oh yes, chaos. Carry on. I'm just gonna bask in this a moment longer. Oh yeah. Uh, anyway, back on Earth. Nothing. There's nothing. I thought you said the basement toilet was the mother load. It is. There's tons of filing to be done here. Look at all the stacks. Ooh, what's this? What? Where? In the back stall. It looks like a giant... nest? You're joking. What, like rats or something? Oh no, I wouldn't think so. We have pretty big rats where I come from. I've seen them take down a convenience store. That poor fella behind the counter was never the same. Real twitchy. Have I ever told you what I do for a living? Well, no. No, you haven't. I'm guessing it's not clerical work, though. You're about as useful as a hot dish in hell, if you'll pardon my frank. Anyway, I've seen big rats and big rats' nests, and this is way bigger than that, even. Oh, uh, Linda? Mm. I'm pretty sure whatever made this nest is in it. You wouldn't have a Sharpie on you. You know, that is such a random question. I hope I live to hear the story behind it. If you have one. I can pretty much guarantee it. Well, now there's a tragedy. Should we make a break for the office supply closet? You don't have to worry. You're not in any danger. You are, however. Come out where we can see you. Hello, I'm Matt. Gosh, goodness, I, you, oh. Are you glowing? Smoldering, more like. I'll see. I was on the tarmac when my rocket launched. I'm still smoking. I'll see. How? Are you alive? G2 doesn't make its own porta potties. What? I was supposed to be on the Oz 9. I'm the engineer. It took off without me. That's not a G2 uniform. Yes, well, when I came out of the Portajon too soon, the blast blew all my clothes off. <laughs> it wasn't even that much of a blast, but G2 uniforms are pretty flimsy. Fortunately, there was a suitcase that didn't get loaded. Even better, apparently passenger Horace McRory and I are the same size, so I guess it's thanks for letting me be you, Horace. You look uh, quite nice in a tuxedo. Why, thank you. Turns out, that's the only clothing Horace packed. 
15 tuxes, and like a dozen martini glasses, and seven jars of olives. Not sure where Horace thought he was going. So what are you doing here? Honestly, I was too embarrassed to go home. Admitting I missed lunch because I had to pee was more than I could face. So I made my way here and hold up. Well, looking at the wrappers you wove into your nest, the mystery of the disappearing beef jerky is finally solved. I was trying not to frighten you by taking the snacks you didn't seem to want. Or the ones I was saving till last, but never you mind. How did I not know you were here? It's a very big building. I spent most of my time down here, just looking through documents. I was trying to get them at least a little organized to make it easier for you. Oh, gosh. That's so sweet of you. If you bat your eyelashes anymore, he's going to need another tuxedo. So, Matt, have you found anything useful? As a matter of fact... Back on the Oz-9, the crew has managed to escape the stench-filled corridor. Madeline and Olivia are trying to figure out if Cal's about to go off without setting Cal off. Joe and Dr. Von Habesetzer are discussing the relative narcissism and ego buoyancy required to occupy two bodies instead of just one while cleaning up the doctor's lab. The albatross has resumed her hunt for Horace, and Jessie is looking for actually edible food. Though, being Scottish, her definition of edible is broader than most. Colin is attempting to tidy up his bunk, but his uncontrolled super speed power keeps causing him to slam into walls, making more of a mess than he started with. Given that Cal, and the ship carrying it, could explode at any moment, the crew are astonishingly calm, pointing to an unexpected evolutionary advantage to not being very clever. And speaking of not clever people... I told Colin to clean out the microwave like 90 times. Honestly, I have no idea how he managed to explode a hockey puck. What are you working on? My least. What's a yeast? Not least. Least. I thought we were all understanding now. Sure, when you talk sense. What kind of least is it? It is my weesh least. Huh? What is a weesh least? Now you are being funny, I think. All assassins have a weesh least. Like, if you could kill anyone ever, in the past, the present, people who are already dead, not real peoples. Oh... Who would you assassin? That's grim. Who would you assassin if you had my incroyable skills? If you are nice, perhaps I would do a little assassin for your birthday. No thanks, I'm good. I mostly like people. Who's on your list? Ah, 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 it is un secret. Whatever. Sandwich? Fine! You can take a little peek at my list, since you are so badly wanting. Oh, I am? Here, hand it over. Charles Dickens? I am thinking, without the little match girl, our computer would be much less Olivia. I like her the way she is. Uh, number two, Mr. Southers? Hard to argue with that one. He is, uh, how do you say, horrible in English? No idea. Why is your English so terrible? Couldn't they fix that in your programming? Oh, and how is your French, huh? Hang on, ma... What? Well, that's just unfortunate. I guess you could say the cat's out of the lab. 
too soon? If you've listened to 26 episodes of this nonsense, clearly you're a fan of sci-fi. Or nosebleeds, one or the other. So why not join the cast of Oz9 plus five other incredible sci-fi podcasts for a magical evening of live performances? It's much safer than actually being on the Oz9. Plus, you'll get to recover from the nincompoops by enjoying Relativity, Sage and Savant, Moonbase Theta Out, A Ninth World Journal, and Girl in Space. Go to wifi-sci-fi.org for links to our Indiegogo and help us make it happen. Even if you can't attend, there are great perks to enjoy that will make you feel like you're there. You've been listening to Eric Perry as Mr. Southers, Dr. Von Habesetzer, Head One, and Joe. June Clark Eubanks as Glenda and the Albatross. Bonnie Brantley as Donna and Jesse. Kevin Hall as Matt. Tim Sherburn as Colin, Buck, and Emily. Richard Cowan as Leet. Shannon Perry as Olivia and Madeline. Aaron Clark as Lebichon Frise, and me, Richard Nadolny, as your narrator. Our music is composed and performed by John Faley, and our artwork is by Lucas Elliott. Oz9 is written and produced by Shannon Perry. Until next time, Space Monkeys, narrator out. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. What kind of woman becomes a pirate? From the makers of Mockery Manor. Violent, insane, not at all comely, and they smell like a couple of dead badgers preserved in cheap rum. Comes an adventure on the high seas. Will you pay extra if I push a little harder? No, 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 please. I'm just a writer. I'm writing a book and I would like you to be in it. Inspired by the lives and loves of the pirates Anne Bonny and Mary Reed. You think you know me, Anne? Do you think I never got my hands dirty? Your mind's been so twisted. You think pirates deserve mercy? Did either of you ever meet Blackbeard? Everyone loves a rebel. They love to see him swing, too. Put your weapons away, both of you. Stop it! Read! Read! Oh, Anne and Mary! Fight like men! Or you'll hang like dogs! Starring Christina Bianco, Suze Kempner, Hamilton's Carl Queensborough, and more. Do they have tails? Somebody told me they have tails. Oh, I haven't seen a tail, your ladyship. The Ballad of Anne and Mary. Available now wherever you get podcasts.